0: Welcome and thanks for listening to the Community Christian Church Podcast. To learn more about Community Christian Church, visit us online at cccsterling.org. Today's message comes from Pastor Tony Ria. How about we give the Lord the round of applause he deserves. He is worthy of all of our praise. He alone is worthy. Thank you, Jesus. I'll say it again. Thank you, Jesus. The scripture says, therefore, God has highly exalted him, Jesus, and given him a name above every name. He has done amazing things among us. God bless you. Thank you. You can have a seat. It has been a tremendous 30-year run. And, like you heard Pastor Dan say in the video just a few moments ago, we believe that we still have some great things on the horizon. Amen. And that's more than just a good sounding benediction, it's actually the truth. We are not in the home stretch just yet. In fact, we have a lot more ground to cover, a lot more track to see. And I doubt that I'll be here for all of them but I really believe that the next 30 years will be even greater than the first 30, because that's how our God works. That's how he operates. He always takes his people up to a higher level. And so I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart, thank you for all that you've done, your invaluable contribution to get us to this place right now, and thank you in advance for where God is gonna take us in the future. Now, as you heard in the video a few moments ago, we're going after the younger generation. That's the prophetic word that the Lord has given to us for this time in this season. The pandemic and other challenges over the last couple of years has taken a significant toll on our children and on our students. And we are going to do everything we can as a church to right that ship. And no, that doesn't mean we're going to forsake or abandon any of the other generations. Come on, you know better. Community Christian Church has and always will be a multi-generational church because that's a sign of a healthy church, a healthy community. And we'll continue to do all the things that we've been doing. We're going to preach the gospel message, passionately contend for the faith with every ounce of strength that we have, We will continue to carry the gospel torch with humility and with honor because that's what God has assigned us to do. The Spirit of the Lord has entrusted us, the church, with the gospel message. Are you ready for the future? In just a couple of moments, our good friend, Pastor Stephen Marshall, is gonna come and share a little message with us. We've known Pam and Steve for a long, long time now, uh, even before they were married. So going back about 25 years. It was in 1998 that we first met Pam. She came all the way from Tennessee to uh, perform a fundraiser concert for us when we were trying to raise money for our first building, our phase one building. And so Pam's been a part of our ministry for the majority of our journey. And so thank you guys. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for celebrating with us, for your friendship, your partnership all these years. You've been such a source of encouragement to Theresa and me. and We love you very much. And now I've been spending a little time with uh, Pam and Steve over the last couple of months. And I got to say, Steve, I think now that you're a senior pastor, you're a little more conservative, a little little more reserved. Uh, That's okay. It's a good thing. I'm proud of you. It's a compliment. Pam, on the other hand, uh, she's pretty much like God the same yesterday, today and forever. You're amazing 25 years ago, you're still amazing. So it's good to have you guys here. They're gonna come in just a minute, but before they do, I wanted to read what has been identified or described as an informal Christian creed. Uh, This narrative first passed my desk uh, in the early years of our church. I'm not gonna say 1992, but shortly thereafter. And as soon as I heard these words, They resonated in my heart and they become our testimony. Some of you will recognize uh, this as soon as I start reading it. It's called The Fellowship of the Unashamed. I'm a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. I have Holy Spirit power. The die has been cast, the decision has been made, I've stepped over the line, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I won't look back, let up, slow down, back up or be still my past is redeemed my present makes sense my future is secure i'm finished with low living sight walking small planning colorless dreams tame visions worldly talking and chintzy giving i no longer need position or promotion prosperity or popularity i don't have to be right first praised, recognized, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, I lean on His presence, I walk by love. I am lifted up by prayer, and I labor by His power. My pace is set, my gait is sure, my goal is heaven, my road is narrow, my way rough, my companions few, my guide is reliable, my mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, lured away, turned back, detoured, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, or let up, but I will, however, be prayed up, paid up, and preached up. I'm a disciple of Jesus. this is who we are. This is what we celebrate by the grace of God. Let's welcome Pastor Steve as he comes. Wow,
1: what a privilege to be here. This is amazing. Pastor Tony, you're, you're wound up. I think, I think you should be preaching this morning. It's such a privilege to be here. Let's just welcome the Holy Spirit. I know He's already in the house, but I always like to acknowledge His presence and His help to turn to the Word of God. Precious Holy Spirit, we just thank you that Jesus has you on assignment here to help us unfold the Word of God, be our advocate, our standby, our strengthener right now, and unfold the Word of God, the treasures in the Word of God, that we may receive them, that we may run as we read them in the precious name of Jesus amen such a privilege to be here such an honor to be here you know all over the world right now people are celebrating palm sunday right the commemoration of when Jesus rode triumphantly into the city of Jerusalem, and the crowd was cheering and yelling, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But here today, we get the double honor. We have a double celebration going on, because we that same Jesus, that same resurrected Jesus, is the one who is at work, and who is triumphantly alive here at Community Christian Church. Congratulations! You gone, done, did it. 30 years of amazing, anointed, successful ministry, comforting the hopeless. 30 years of taking people who didn't know anything about Christ and turning their hearts to Jesus and saving people for an eternity. 30 years of praying for the sick. For 30 years of comforting people who were bereaved, 30 years of helping people move from um, more from mortality into immortality, 30 years of doing that, 30 years of taking little babies and growing them up into some of the finest-looking young men and women who are anointed, serving God in the kingdom of God. That's what you guys have been doing. That's amazing. 30 years of that 30 years of overcoming adversity. I mean, come on. Let's let's be honest. You take a cop in Detroit and make him a pastor of your church. You can't tell me for the past 30 years there hasn't been a whole boatload of adversity, trials, tribulations, I mean, faith tests, but you guys are here 30 years later. You have overcome. You know what 30 years? That's 11,000 days. Man, it makes you tired just to think of it like that, right? 11,000 days of doing the right thing. But thank God. And you know what's amazing about this? Is that God has given you guys a pastor. Look, we've, Pam and I, we've traveled around the world. I've been in hundreds upon hundreds of churches. And Pam has heard me talk behind Pastor Tony's back many times in my home, on planes, in hotel rooms, and she's heard me say this. You can ask her. No word of a lie. She's heard me say this over and over. Pastor Tony is a pastor's pastor. Yeah. And so this church has the extreme honor of being, I think, one in a million. You guys have had Leadership that's amazing. But you know, of course, Psalm 127, verse 1 says that unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build. So what you guys have been doing is amazing, but make no mistake about it, God, the Lord Jesus himself has been building this spiritual family, this spiritual help, but the Lord uses great faithful people. And years and years ago, God took a a cop from Detroit with a handful of faithful people, and I mean, as we're watching the video, I mean, you couldn't help but but get emotional. You see Pops there? I mean, he's timeless. He's... Would you take faithful group of people with a a man that had the courage to leave his profession as a policeman and brand new and suddenly here he is working the work of faith and suddenly seeing people's lives transform? You know, the thing I love about Pastor Tony and Teresa is that they had a vision to see beyond the the situation at the beginning right there. They They had a vision from God to see beyond and to see people that they didn't even know yet. To see people that weren't even in covenant marriages yet to know that families were going to get put together here in this house. To see children that weren't even born yet, weren't even thought about, but yet in God's heart and mind to know that they were going to be born into this beautiful family. To know that. Isn't that amazing? That they could see that. And yet, if you like miracles and I like miracles, to me, this is a five loaves, two fish feeding the multitudes Miracle. That's what this is. I love miracles, but man, make no mistake about it. This progression for the last 30 years, this is a miracle, and you guys are part of it. But now i got to ask you, what now? What now? I, I heard Pastor Dan so eloquently talking about going after the children, but you got a lot of competition. There's a whole world of entertainment that's going after the same group of children, going after the same people. What now? You've gone this far? I mean, do You just take a victory lap, retire your number, hang up your jersey. What now? What now? Well, let's turn to God's Word and let's find out what God's Word says. Philippians chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. And I love this. This is so much like Paul the Apostle is writing by unction of the Holy Spirit directly to CCC. Listen to this. I thank my God for your fellowship and partnership. Isn't that cool? It's like he's saying, I thank my God for the fellowship of CCC and their partnership in advancing the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ from the first day until now. Verse 6, and I'm convinced and sure of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up in the te- until the time of his return, developing. Look at that word, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing it to full completion in you. Look, God's been doing a work in you. He's done a mysterious, amazing work in you, in this family, in this community, but God is a finisher, and He's not done yet. God starts something, He develops it, He builds it, but God is not finished doing what He's about to do in community Christian church. So how do we go from here after this amazing 30 years? Like, I mean, it's intimidating watching the ministry that's happened for 30 years, just in that little video synopsis. It's intimidating, but we can go, I agree with Pastor Tony, God's design is always to go from glory to glory to glory. God is endless in His supply of glory. God isn't finished yet, but how do we go from where we are to where God wants to take you? Because you're influential. You're anointed. How do you go from here to where you're going to go? Well, look at, let's look at God's Word again. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 7. You've heard this before, but listen to it again. For we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. The Greek word for walk here is to Progress to progress, to make our way, to live, to conduct ourselves. The progress here into God's designs for us, to go forward into something greater. Benjamin Franklin said it so cool, back in the 1700s, he said, the way to see by faith is to shut the eye of reason. I was watching a video one time, you know those trust exercises they do? And I was watching this video one of those trust exercises, you know, where they fall back and the the group in the room catch the guy, and you're supposed to somehow learn how to trust by doing that, I guess. So anyway, I was watching this video one time, and this guy was talking about it, and he was trying to get the family together. He kept calling the family. He said, "You know, we're, we're gonna learn this little trust exercise, so I need a volunteer. Well, of course, this guy named Mitchell, he stands up on the bench, and he's like, he's gonna do it, he's just a young guy, he's, he's all game. And so, he says, well, I'm gonna count to three, and then you fall, and we're all gonna catch you. So, of course, the leader, you know, he's standing out in front of him, and Mitchell closes his eyes, he crosses his arms across his chest, and he counts one, two, three. Well, Mitchell does the unthinkable and he falls forward off the bench flat on his face and I'm sorry, I like slapstick so I couldn't help, I was just laughing my head off at this guy falling on his face. But aren't you glad that God tells us he's gonna, look, the righteous man falls seven times but he, God catches him. He picks him, up. aren't you thankful if you fall forward God's gonna still catch you? The trust exercise, man, God wants to pick you up. C.S. Lewis said this, you never know how much you really believe anything until it's truth or falsehood becomes a matter of life and death to you. Isn't that the truth? And you know, children, talking about ministering to children, children are so amazing at faith. Faith. They're so good at believing. And yet from the time they're little, they're programmed and taught to believe the logistics, to believe the, to trust in their sense and reason, except reserve their faith for fairy tales. I mean, think about it. You don't have to convince a child too hard to believe there's a place called the North Pole with a bunch of flying reindeer and an old guy with a beard that wants to give them gifts, right? It's not too hard to convince them of that. And then we we write fictional novels, and we defer all of their trust away from a a real Lord Jesus, in the world this is, we defer their trust away from a real Lord Jesus to a bunch of fake supernatural books, and we wonder why we live in a culture right now where the next generation coming up is so confused and so lost and so troubled and so full of fear. Thank God for His word. Thank God for the assignment on Community Christian Church to reach that generation to teach them that the signs and wonders, the supernatural, comes from a real living Jesus, man. So think about the what now direction that Jesus gave His disciples in Matthew fourteen, verse twenty-two. They had just fed the multitudes. And Jesus says to him, he directed the disciples by themselves to get in a boat, and he said, go to the other side. He said, guys, get in a boat and go to the other side. Well, you know the stories, the boys get into a little boat, they're going to the other side without Jesus, they're in the middle of the sea, the storm comes up, the waves come up, and they are terrified, they're scared to death. So they're calling out and praying, and then all of a sudden their answer comes, and it's Jesus walking on the water. And you think that make them happy? But the Bible says they shrieked out in terror at the sight of Jesus walking on the water. Sometimes, you know, God will answer you, And when he actually does answer you, it can actually make you a little bit more scared than you were in the first place. Because God loves to show up and defy sense and reason. Because what did we just learn in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, right? We walk by faith, not by sight. So they're out in the deep, and they're shrieking, and they're crying, and they're saying, Jesus. Jesus shows up, walking on the water, and here's what he says to them. Matthew 14, verse 27, he says, he spoke to them saying, Number one, take courage. Number two, I am. And number three, stop being afraid. Let me tell you, to go from where you're going to go right now to what God has for you, you're going to have to take some courage. You're going to have to focus on Jesus. And you're going to have to stop being afraid. As Pastor Dan said in his voiceover on the video, we got a generation right now that's terrified. They're terrified, they're scared. But you know the truth is, a lot of older people are scared. They're scared about their retirement, they're hearing news about inflation, they're hearing about the gas prices, all this stuff. People are scared. They're scared for their family. Young parents with young children, they're thinking, what's the future for my kids gonna be like? People are scared. And the wonderful thing about CCC, the 30 years of legacy here of preaching and teaching the word of God and promoting faith in God, This is the remedy. This is the antidote for the culture, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But yet, make no mistake, there's a real enemy. People are scared. Young people are fighting anxiety like they never have. It's a storm watch morning for most of us that we've never had from even years and years ago. People are scared and people need Jesus. But it's the low-hanging fruit for CCC going forward. But make no mistake, you're gonna have to Take courage, you're going to have to focus on Jesus, and you're going to have to stop being afraid. You know, when we're afraid, we make a mental construct. Um, people who study the brain, they're even saying right now that your thoughts, your meditations can actually direct your DNA. How you think affects your brain. Like when your, your genes are... are, are Being triggered by your thoughts, they can actually steer your DNA. Proverbs 23, verse 7 says that as a man thinks, so is he. As a woman thinks, so is she. We're trusting in what we see, but instead we've got to walk by faith. One of the most anxiety producing subjects in society today is the future. What about my future? What about my family? What about my kids? What about my grandparents? What about my dad? You know, what about my mom? People are concerned. What about my finances? What about my job? You know, what should I go to school for? I mean, if, if I go to college and go into debt, am I gonna get some kind of degree that's not even gonna give me a job or give me a living, that, you know, in 10 years? People are concerned about all the what about now? What are we gonna do now? But praise God, this church has a legacy of providing tangible answers that come from the Word of God. Isn't that good news? We have to ask ourselves, what's our predominant source of information? What's your predominant source of repetition? Is it the culture? Is it the news? Do we have a steady diet of the news? You know what, I've had the privilege of sitting with a lot of people dealing with fear, dealing with catastrophic thinking, scared about the future, and I don't think I've ever had a heart-to-heart with one of them that they haven't had the door open to a major feed of bad news. I've talked to people that their diet was watching horror movies, scary movies. I've talked to people that they watch the news all the time. They got a news feed going constantly. I've talked to people that their family, it's just part of their culture. In their family, they talk negative. They're always talking. The glasses half empty. They're always, they got the door opened in some area of their life to a diet of fear. Constantly talking about what's not going to happen or what's going to go wrong. They've got catastrophic fear. Thinking built right in, hardwired right into their thinking. So when you ask them, what now? What about the future? It's not going to be a faith answer. It's always going to be a fear answer. And what's Jesus tell us again? He comes walking on the water and he says, you're going to have to take courage, CCC. He says, you're going to have to focus on me, CCC. He comes up and he says, you're going to have to stop being afraid. Well, you say, well, that's, hard. That's, that's easier said than done. But that is part of the key, saying it so that you can do it. You need to start, like James says, you steer big ships with small rudders. You steer your life with your tongue. You need to start saying it. You need to start speaking it. You need to come to CCC, and whatever Pastor Tony's preaching on, you need to not just hear it on a Sunday morning. That needs to be your Monday morning diet. That needs to be your Tuesday afternoon thought process. I need to constantly close the door of fear, because Jesus said, I got to stop being afraid. I got to stop thinking catastrophic thinking, and I got to start opening up my door. Doors to faith talk Bible talk what was the song pastor Phil led Sunday oh I need to sing that again I need to sing that one more time see we think sometimes we sing it on a Sunday morning that's good enough you that you 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 kind of get your roadmap for the rest of the week Sunday morning then you got to sing it talk it talk it think it think it then sing it then you got to sing it some more then talk it then speak it all week long. That's the life of faith. That's what Pastor Tony has been modeling for you guys for 30 years. Don't you just love the progression of his haircuts over the last 30 years? He's such a, he's such a hip pastor. Community Christian Church has modeled the what now for us. They've modeled walking by faith. You know, to have a leader that's actually walking by faith, to have a leader of a great group of faithful people that is under the direction of God Almighty, that's an amazing thing. Like, you guys don't realize how rare of a thing that is. And you know, there's a little law in life that what you celebrate comes to you, but what you fail to recognize moves away from you. You need to celebrate having this type of leadership that constantly turns your attention back to, but this is what God says. Yeah. And in my own personal life, this is what God says. I love that, that Pastor Tony doesn't just talk it, but he walks it. That's a big deal. That's something to celebrate. 30 years of somebody walking out through the hardest times. Pam and I have been able to talk with Pastor Tony and Therese in some of their most difficult times. And guess what? In their most tear, tearful, heartbreaking compressed distressed times they still talk but this is what God says they still walk but this is what God says that's a big deal so yes it takes courage to answer the what now it takes courage to be a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ sure talent is great but courage is priceless talent is common but courage is uncommon in this day. So you need to be encouraged. We can't walk by sight, we get to live, we don't live by the optics, we don't live by what the news says, we live by what Jesus says. We live by what the Word says. Look, you wouldn't be here today if Pastor Tony and Therese had lived by the optics. Can you imagine that over 30 years ago, him being a, a, a guy stepping out of a, a known career as a policeman and walking out and God saying, hey, I want you to start a church. Can you just imagine what that must have been? They had two little boys. They had some family, a few friends, and they're going to start a church with a vision of this going on in their heart. Can you imagine the courage it took to leave what was secure? cure and what was known behind them and walk out and step out into the unknown. Can you just imagine the courage it took? Man, if it wasn't for that, this place would still be a horse farm with a few chickens running around our back. But thank God it's a house with a bunch of eagles in it now, right? So how did we get here? Well, somebody, not pointing any fingers, but somebody had to take some courage. Somebody here had to focus on Jesus and somebody had to stop being afraid. You know, when I was reading through Pastor Tony's book, it was so, I so appreciated how candid he was about many times he had to stop being afraid. How many times that he was struck with fear and he had to talk himself down from that fear ladder and stop being afraid. Somebody here took courage somebody here made their lifelong focus Jesus somebody here made a decision to stop being afraid 30 years man walking by faith works doesn't it walk by faith not by sight Pam's preacher Pam's dad was an amazing preacher evangelist and he used to tell this story about this bear in captivity This bear was in captivity, and they put it in this tiny little cage, and it would walk back and forth 12 feet. Small little cage, could barely turn around in it. And so people, they they felt like bad for the bear, people, you know, advocates, animal advocates. They lobbied to get the bear set free. After years of being in this stupid little 12-foot cage, they wanted this little bear set free. And so they got the bear finally set free were stunned when the bear was put out in a field in the wide open and guess what the bear did? Went back and forth 12 feet, back and forth 12 feet. Because something happens when you get programmed with a mental construct that you become a prisoner of whatever's going on inside your head. And I said earlier, Proverbs 23 says that as a man thinks, as a woman thinks, so is she even bears, you can program them to think. And there he was, he was set free, and his, his saviors, his advocates were horrified to see that he was still trapped in his mental construct. You know, the thing I love about CCC is it's got 30 years of going after downloads from heaven so that you can meditate on what Jesus is thinking. He, you know, Pastor Tony is all about getting the mind of Christ in you so that when you walk out that door, you're not like that trap person or that tra- that person... Um, steeped in your fears, you can walk out the door meditating on god 's word, enjoying the truth of god 's word, and being set free from your mental constructs. This is why um, John 8 says, "Whom the sun sets free is free indeed it 's not just the outside. You can be free outside and still be tormented. You can still have the job with the big salary and be tormented on the inside and fearful that you're going to lose it all. You can still go to bed feeling like your children are safe in the house, but be tormented by the fear of, but where are they going to go tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow when they drive to college? What's going to happen when they get married? But thank God we walk by faith, not by sight. We live by faith, not by the optics. Amen? There was a man, Gunder Berklin. He was born in the late 1800s. At two years old, he contracted polio. And back in those days, that was a prognosis that was basically a death sentence for a little boy, a little girl. So Gunder's parents put him in a box and they would pull Gunder around in the house in this box because his legs didn't work. He had polio, it was really bad. At a young age, Gunder... Received Jesus Christ in his heart. And as he grew in his faith, one day his parents put the box in front of a mirror. He was about seven years old, just stood in front, I guess, no playmates, so I guess he could just look at himself. But as he's looking at himself, Jesus walks in the room and gives little Gunder this, this vision of himself standing. He sees himself standing, no box, he sees himself standing. While he is so moved by this revelation, by this vision, he starts rocking his box. He starts shaking his box. Well, little Gunder, he couldn't be stopped. He rocked his box and he knocked himself over. His parents all concerned, they run in the room, they put the box back up, but Gunder sees that vision. Every time he looks in the mirror, superimposed on top of it, he can see what Jesus gave him a revelation of, and his faith is triggered He's walking not by sight, but he's walking by faith, and suddenly he tips the box over. His parents get so concerned, they begin right him, even spanking him. But guess what? When you get even spanked, and God's given you a, version, and you, a vision, and you, you, you come up against these trials and tribulations, the vision still, the, the vision still triumphs, and he knocked the box over again. Spanking after spanking, he wasn't going to stay in the box, and suddenly, Gunder began to crawl. Not walk yet, he began to crawl, because sometimes in faith, you know, faith Right? By faith we walk, but sometimes by faith we even crawl. We got to start making progress. Remember that word progress? Gunder starts crawling, and then soon Gunder's walking. He's walking. And you know what? That guy, if he didn't go and become one of the 10 wealthiest men in Seattle, Washington, a big business owner, and he spent the rest of his life telling people, you don't have to live in the box, you can get out of the box, you can shake your box and live for Jesus. Look, this is what I love about the ministry here at CCC. They've been telling you that you can get out of your box. Look, this, this church is not like the, these beautiful seats you see. It's not the walls you see. It's not this beautiful facility. Thank God for it. Thank God for the parking lot. Thank God for the, for the infrastructure, the staff. Thank God for all of the accounting and everything that makes up the, the organization of this church. But what you're really looking at is you. You are the essential part of this family of God. And God's telling you, you don't have to stay in your mental construct. You don't have to stay in your spiritual box anymore. For the next 30 years, God's got an assignment for you to break out of your box and go to another level. God's calling you to go to another level. So you can take courage, like Jesus said, take courage and rock your box. Focus on Jesus and rock your box, and stop being afraid and rock your box. I don't know what your box is, but I got a feeling there's some fear attached to it. There's probably some anxiety attached to it. There may be some physical health attached to it. There may be some financial needs attached to your box. There may be some things that you just kind of inherited as part of your family. This is just the way. I grew up fatherless. There was a lot of things I had to break out of my box, but I had to do it by faith. I couldn't do it by the optics. I couldn't do it by looking around me. Some of you have a hybrid of all your painful experiences and your family traditions, your wrong beliefs, your abuses. Some of you have been really deeply wounded, deeply hurt, and that becomes part of your mental construct. And so you say, well, what now? What what about me? Where am I going to go from here? You know what the Lord's saying to you? You're going to live by faith, not by sight, not by what you feel. I know you feel afraid right now. I know you feel hurt and wounded right now. But you're going to listen to what Jesus says, and you're going to take courage. You're going to focus on Jesus. You're going to rock your box, right? You're going to rock this house. So... If you're excited about what God's done, if you're thankful for what God's done for the last 30 years, you know what I think? I think you should stand up and I think we should give God a hand. If you're thankful for what God's about to do, I think you should stand up and I think we should give God glory. If you're ready to get out of your box and go into the future, I think we should stand up and give God a shout of praise. Give them a shout of praise. If you're thankful for your pastor, I think you should shout unto God and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pronounce a blessing on this place. These are your sons and daughters, Father God, and you've got an amazing plan for you. You've got an amazing destiny for this place. God, the things that you've already done through this family of God, through these devoted Members of Christ, Lord God, what you've already done, Father, is ridiculous. And God, it's so hard to imagine that you've got more, but you got more. So, Father, every one of us, we say yes. Yes to your plans, yes to your will, yes to your way, and we say yes to what Jesus said. We're going to take courage. We're going to focus on the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and we're going to stop being afraid. We're going to stop resisting you every time you say, get out of the boat, go do this, go do that, Lord. We're going to trust you. We're going to obey you. We're going to lift up our voices. We're going to shout praise. We're going to shout thanks, and we're going to sing, sing.